Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago podcast, interviews and inspiration for photographers. Whatever you're doing right now, whether it's editing your recent session, headed out for a shoot, or just hanging out at your favorite coffee spot, we're glad you're here. I'm Sean Morton, and today I'll be speaking with Laura Murray. Laura Murray is a hybrid photographer shooting film and digital based out of Denver, Colorado. Not only is she a photographer, but she's also an educator and the creator of Spark and Bound Productivity Tools. So, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. So uh, there's a bunch of things that we can chat about. Um, uh, what, one thing that really interests me uh, right off the top is is the fact that you work with film and digital. I, I learned on film years ago, and, and uh, when digital came along, uh, I just started shooting digital, and, and my film cameras started collecting dust. But in the last year, for me, I've just... Uh, picked up a medium format film camera and I've started shooting film again and I'm, I'm falling in love with it again. So I would love to talk to you um, about how you sort of do that. So I, I, I guess what I'd like to know most about is is how you bring that together in your client work. Sure. Um, so I'll start at the beginning about uh, why I shoot film. Um, I started photography 10 years ago. And um, I actually, I was getting married around that same time and digital had just become popular. And my photographer, she photographed us digitally and she was actually my inspiration for becoming a wedding photographer myself. Um, What ended up happening is I was looking really to her for, okay, what kind of camera should I use and how should I shoot? And she really became a mentor for me. Um, so in my mind, there was no other way it was going to be digital. I bought, I believe it was a 5d Mark II camera, um, loved it, just became obsessed with photography. Um, as the years kind of started rolling by and I started looking at work that really I admired and, and inspired me, I noticed a common thread that they were all taken on film. Um, so there's a couple times I almost pulled a trigger, the trigger on a film camera, but then I said, no, I really love digital. Like this is what, the way I want to be. And um, eventually I just decided to commit. I bought a contact 645 camera mm-hmm. and I have never looked back. I remember getting my first, well, actually I did a few trial runs in the beginning. I think my first five or 10 rolls or so were really bad. Um, it was just testing on my sister. It was testing on inanimate objects that didn't move. So I could really work on the focus. And, um, and I tried out a couple different labs and then I remember there's this one roll that I shot and I got it back and it came back from my film lab at, I think it was 10 PM. Um, it was super late at night. Yeah. I got the, uh, the film scans in. Um, I was so excited at how they looked. And then that was when I realized I was going to commit to film. Um, but I do still shoot hybrid. And the importance for me shooting hybrid is there are times where I really think that digital is a great medium. Yeah. And then there's times where I think that film is a great medium. The other reason why I really like 
Um, but having both is I love also having a backup, um, just in case the wedding day, you have to have a plan, a a plan B, a plan C, because as you know, um, any variety of crazy things can happen. Um, so for me, I, I love having, having both. So I have two different things to work with, but when I edit my digital photos, I use the film photos as a reference and that helps me get my colors more consistent. And that helps me be able to create, um, a look that feels cohesive. Cool, cool. So for for someone like me or, or people that, you know, we like to shoot film, uh, but, you know, sort of try to figure out how to work that into uh, into client work, like, do you, do you have any advice? Is it just, like, is this just something you just started to offer? Like, you know, now uh, you were just, you just sort of showed up one day with a film camera as well, and, and then you, you know, when you delivered your 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 files or whatever uh, or prints um you were including the the uh the digital the scans from the film is that uh, do you have any sort of thoughts around that yes in the beginning i just shot film for personal work um to make sure that it was um giving me the results that i wanted so i i think i probably spent 3 or 4 months not even using it with clients it was just my own personal project that I was working on. And then I started to incorporate a few roles here and there for uh, my client work. And so I would show up with two cameras and they would say, oh, you shoot film. That's really cool. I love that. Um, So it was something that I was still delivering a lot of of digital images. So they it, w- it was more like a little extra bonus. And then as I started realizing, okay, this is giving me consistent results. I know what I'm doing. I feel very confident with this. Um, that's when I started in my initial consultations saying that I do shoot with film, that I shoot with both. However, I love the colors. I love the process. I just, I love the results that I get with film. So you will be getting a gallery with mixed images. Um, and there are times where I do shoot mostly film, um, but it just kind of depends on the situation. Um, a lot of my clients, they really do trust me to pick the medium that works best. Um, so they are not getting into the nitty gritty of, I think that you should take this uh, this image with this camera yeah. and this lens. Um, they just want to look, look back at their photos and love them. Um, so that's what my job is to make sure that what I'm delivering is work that I know that they will love. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, and, and, and this is great. This kind of leads me into, uh, you know, sort of asking, uh, you know, about how, what sort of advice you would give to, to somebody looking to move into, you know, working as a hybrid photographer. Uh, I know you do some teaching as well, right? So you do, um, I, I understand you do a bit of mentoring uh, online and, and maybe in person, uh, but also, too, you're going to be speaking uh, on an entirely different topic at uh, WPPI. Uh, you're going to be getting into kind of sort of the stuff that a lot of us creatives don't like, which is yes. like the numbers and the business side of things, right? Uh, so so talk to us about that. Yes. Um, So teaching is something that I am working to do more of this year. I have offered mentoring sessions in the past. I've taught at some workshops in the past, but it wasn't something I really emphasized. And all of a sudden this year, it's something that I've just been really drawn to. So I have lots of things that are coming up that I'm really excited about. So first up is WPPI. And I'm not talking about film. I am talking about metrics. Um, So that is something that I think a 
um, a lot of people might say, oh, metrics, I don't think I want to, I want to look at it. But the purpose of my, my talk is that I really want people to look at metrics that matter to them. Um, so it's not just about, okay, let's look at all these crazy complex uh, formulas to get all of this data that's going to overwhelm you. It's really about honing in on what are your priorities, what are your goals, what uh, what things do you want to accomplish, and then just looking at, at metrics that, that really matter, that will drive those things. Um, today, we have so much data available to us yeah. that it can really be overwhelming. Um, so when you try to take on metrics and you try to look at everything, you can quickly say, mm, no, I, I don't think I want to do that. So what I want to do is encourage people to hone in on the correct things. That's very cool. Yeah, I was I was actually talking to another uh, educator not that long ago, and, and one of the things he brought up was, uh, you know, a lot of us feel like we're very busy. We're doing a lot, right? And uh, but being busy doesn't actually mean we're being effective, and we might not be using our time effectively. So it's yeah, it's it's great to kind of sit down and and analyze and look at what you're doing, and you know, is that going to get you where you want, or is there are you really just sort of spinning your wheels? You know, you you feel busy, but it's it's not really getting you anywhere. So yeah, I, I think that's great. It's important to, uh, to take an analytical view of of uh, the work we do. That's that's amazing. Um, yes, and something that I feel like might help people um, is that I think a lot of creatives might feel some reluctance to yeah. to look at the numbers. Yeah. Um, they might want to just get a big picture and call it good, or they might want to look at uh, their revenue and their their profit and their expenses at the end of the year and really yeah. not focus on it throughout the the, the full year. Um, I was reluctant too. Um, I actually, you would think that I wouldn't be because my my background is mathematics. I nice. have a degree in mathematics and I was a professional numbers cruncher straight <laughs> out of college. Um, so you would think, oh, she would love, she loves this stuff. Um, I don't. I actually don't. Uh, that was the wrong career for me. <laughs> Um, so I understand the, the hesitation to do it, but once I started really understanding my numbers, it allowed me to make decisions. Um, so a lot of things were, if you're trying to decide on things like, can I, um, afford to bring on a, an employee? Um, should I be raising my prices? Um, all the different decisions that you make on your day-to-day -day basis, if you don't have numbers, you really, it's like flying an airplane without yeah. controls. Yeah. Um, you need to know your elevation. You need to know your speed. And um, when you're flying an airplane, just like running a business, there's some key things that if you know your numbers, you can make better decisions. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I guess that ties into the other thing I want to talk to you about. You... Uh, and I think this is pretty recent for you. You just launched uh, Spark and Bound. Is that is that right? That's something yes, pretty correct. new. Yeah, I just launched it um, about a month ago. Okay, and uh, yeah, so um, like I'm I'm familiar with it. We've talked about it in in the group at at uh, Tribe Archipelago, and uh, so these are productivity tools, and um, and uh, and and I love that you're you're keeping it. You know, I want to call it old school, but you know, these are like pen and paper productivity tools, yes. right? Uh, tell us about this. Tell us about Spark and Bound. Yes. So my philosophy is that 
there really is no bad time to start setting goals and really start thinking about what is it that you want to accomplish. Um, so for me, 2018 was a really challenging year. Um, I had twins. They were born premature. They had a lot of health issues. We spent 50 plus days in the hospital. I was on bed rest in 2017. Um, so beginning of 2018, I was focused on my kids and I was focused on serving my wedding clients. Um, so there wasn't really much planning. It was just um, okay, what can I do to make sure my clients are happy? And what can I do to make sure my children are happy? Yeah. Um, so finally, we came out of the tunnel at the end of uh, Q3 of 2018. And I was like, okay, now I can start thinking about goals. Now I can start thinking about what other things I want to accomplish as well. And on a whim, I wrote down, um, create a, a, a planner, um, a pen and paper planner. Yeah. And the reason why is I'd seen um, great benefits when I was using one myself, but the planner I was using was just really corporate feeling. It just, and it didn't have quite the sections that I wanted. It wasn't laid out the way that I wanted. And so I thought, you know what, I could make one that um, I think would really help me and hopefully help other people, yeah. um, as well as a bunch of other goals that I had written down. Um, and then what I found to be really beneficial was sitting on my goals. So you write down everything you think you want to accomplish in the next year. So for me, it was Q3 2018 to Q3 2019 yeah. um, because I started late in the year. You don't need to just do goal setting in January. Sure. Um, but I wrote down everything I wanted to accomplish and I thought about it for three or four days and I just kept coming back to, I really think creating my own physical day planner is something that I want to, to to work on. Um, so my goal was to do it within one quarter. Um, I really also believe in the power of focusing on something specific for, for um, 90 days. I think that if you put a lot of intention into a short amount of time, you can accomplish more than if you were to say, okay, I want to do these 10 things in this next year right. instead of this one thing in this next quarter. So um, every day I just did something to move myself in the direction of that goal. Um, and also that's what this product is all about. It is about writing down what are the three things that you can do today that you would say that your day is going to be successful. Um, so for me, I tried to do um, three things that, that would really move me in my direction of my goals. But if I some days, if it was just one thing, um, that made me happy. And I was able to start to finish, launch a brand new product in, um, in 90 days. Uh, and it was something I didn't have experience in. I didn't, had never really worked with printers. Um, I had never really worked in this space, but just the small step of setting one goal on a short amount of time and doing something small each day, um, leads up to something big. And this is very much my passion project. Um, my work as a photographer, I'm I'm also so passionate about. Um, so I feel very fortunate that all the things I work on, I'm excited about. Um, but this, um, a lot of people who have been um, my customers, they've been photographers, they've been planners, they've been florists. Um, so they've been people in the wedding space who saw this online, who love the idea of pen and paper, um, who love the idea of focusing in on their businesses and achieving great results. Um, so I'm, I've been thrilled with the response and I have lots of ideas to grow it in this new year. That That's amazing. And uh, really, really, really said something that makes so much sense to me and in terms of, you know, doing it quarterly, like 90 days, it makes a lot of sense because I know I'm, I'm sure with you, the same with me is that at different points in the year, I'm working on different things. 
So, you know, in my winter uh, here in Northern Ontario, I'm not, I'm not outside shooting weddings like I am all summer. So I have totally different projects that I can, can focus on. And, and yeah, so breaking it down like that, that, uh, that really makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. What's the manifesto challenge that you have as part of uh, Spark Inbound? Yes. So the very first part of Spark and Bound is creating your own personal manifesto. So it is what um, is really the core of the whole Spark and Bound process. Um, so the purpose, just like I was saying earlier with metrics, um, it's not just to collect a bunch of data and, um, and understand those numbers. It's really to understand what matters. So here, it's not just about goal achievement, but it's to really clearly identify what matters most to you um, first, and then having goals that are in alignment to these priorities, to these beliefs, to these values. Um, so that's what your personal manifesto is. It can be something that you divide into my personal manifesto, my business manifesto. It can be one overarching manifesto, but it is something that you set and it's something that um, is 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 really universal. And then you can see, okay, what kind of goals really tie into that? Um, so I have a challenge that people can sign up for on my website. It is a four-day personal manifesto challenge. It comes with four downloadable workbooks that you can create um, with 10 to 15 minutes a day of understanding who you are, what's, what are your roles, what are the, the things that are important to you, what are your values, and then come up with a statement that helps um, that helps guide you. Uh, and then there's a space in the Spark and Bound Planner to write that statement um, so it's something that my husband has one, I have one, um, and then actually in the next two weeks, we're going to create one for our family as well. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's been really, it's been really fun and really eye-opening. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, let's, let's take this in a different direction. So talk to me about, um, maybe some of your influences and, and I don't mean necessarily photographers, like, you know, where, where do you find inspiration, uh, you know, in, in your life for, for, for creating the work that you do? So my best inspiration comes from reading. I loved reading as a kid. Um, I actually won the readathon like every single year in a <laughs> row because I just, they, they thought I was cheating because I read <laughs> so much. And I said, no, no, really, like this is what I do in my free time. Um, and then I actually got away from it a little bit. Um, when going to college and then starting my business, I was more interested in looking online at things, gathering inspiration from online. Um, and then about the past year or so ago, I really got back in, into reading back to my roots. And that's where I think I can gain the, the best inspiration. It's where I get so many of my ideas come from, from books, not the computer, not the, not other people's Instagrams, not social, any Facebook, um, not even movies. I really get a lot of my inspiration from books. So I am um, a huge Seth Godin fan. He's one of my favorite authors. Yes. I read so many of his books. Um, I also love Stephen Covey. I've read a lot of his books. Right now, I'm actually it's on my desk. I'm currently reading Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity with David Allen. Um, I had listened to his book on tape in the past, and then this is a, an updated book, and um, it's really good. Uh, cool. I also have on my desk here Ask by Ryan Levesque. Um, he's somebody that I've been um, listening to as well, some of his online things. So, yeah. Inspiration, absolutely books. Cool. That's amazing. That's great. And um, if we can talk about photographers, uh, I, I, I am going to ask everybody in the podcast this one question. If, if you can 
maybe point us to uh, one photographer or maybe it's another creative uh, that you think we should check out? Who would that be? Well, um, when I was first starting to photograph with film, um, somebody who was incredibly inspirational to me and I'm still inspired with her by to this day is Elizabeth Messina. Um, she, I actually, as soon as I started shooting film, I signed up for one of her, for her workshops. I wanted to see her thought process and how she shot film and how she approached posing. Um, so she's somebody that really had an influence on me in those early days, uh, working with film. Amazing. Yeah. She's, she's very talented. That's great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, listen, Laura, that is amazing. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today on the podcast. It was, uh, it was a great chat, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people got some uh, really cool insights and cool ideas. And, uh, you know, hopefully people will be at uh, WPPI and, and uh, can check out your workshop there, and uh, they can uh, check out your, your, your work online and Spark and Bound as well, too, which is a really, really uh, a cool tool I think uh, I'm very excited about as well. So, so thank you very much, Laura. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, great. Good chatting with you. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to find out more about Laura Murray, please check out the links in the show notes. Thanks again. Happy editing. Until next time.